Good afternoon and welcome to the Wednesday edition of the Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Canute. Coming up this afternoon, we'll check in with a couple of local farmers and find out how seeding preparations are coming along. Also, we'll have lots of reaction from yesterday's COVID-19 funding announcement. First off in today's country comment, we'll hear from the Canadian Federation of Agriculture. The latest farm news and market numbers all coming up over the next 60 minutes. The time now is 12 o'clock. Here's a look at our local news. Good afternoon, you're listening to the Manitoba Farm Journal. Yesterday, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau announced more than $252 million to help farmers deal with the impact of COVID-19. I got reaction from Chris Vanden Heuvel. He's the second vice president with the Canadian Federation of Agriculture. Our industry is facing exceptional circumstances, as are all Canadians right now. And uh, while we certainly appreciate the, uh, the the mention of agriculture and the relief uh, uh, that's uh, being announced, it still falls well, well short of what uh, our sector needs in order to get us through these exceptional times. CFA had asked uh, for an agri-food emergency fund of uh, $2.6 billion. Um, can you talk a little bit about that and, and how, how the announcement falls short? Yeah, certainly. So, uh, you know, at the request of uh, the Department of Agriculture, when this whole situation started uh, and we started talking about, uh, you know, government investment uh, in the agri-food industry, they had asked us to quantify uh, the hurt, uh, what was the impact due to COVID. So we did that by going out to each of our commodity groups uh, and uh, asking them to identify and to quantify that uh, that impact. And that's what we did. And uh, that's how we arrived at the $2.6 billion figure. I mean, that's uh, a composite... Uh, resulting from a loss of uh, market, especially on the food service side, the restaurants and institutions, um, impacts due to uh, processing bottlenecks and uh, a lack of processing capacity, uh, impacts due to labor shortages uh, and increased costs due to, uh, you know, the, the need to purchase uh, personal protective equipment, sanitization, extra sanitization equipment, um, and uh, and so on. So all of these extra costs, uh, you know, and you factor in uh, the the need to hold on to animals and to produce a little bit longer. That's where the uh, $2.6 billion came from. The uh, Prime Minister did note that more funding um, could be available if needed. Uh, is, is that um, encouraging? Well, uh, you know, again, yeah, we certainly uh, welcome that and uh, understand that uh, they're getting pulled in a lot of different directions. But at the same time, uh, we can't, uh, you know, base our decisions on, on words only. We need concrete uh, uh, actions uh, from the government uh, to invest in our sector. You have to understand that our sector is unique and that, uh, you know, we're not like an auto parts manufacturing line, for example, that can simply turn the switch off, uh, you know, come back in six or eight weeks' time and flip it back on and pick up where you left off. It doesn't work like that. Mother Nature does not wait for anyone. We're at a point in our season when we're making uh, uh, decisions on millions of dollars of crop inputs and seeds and fertilizer, uh, livestock production cycles, so on and so forth. And the risks are simply too great for farmers to uh, uh, to put out that kind of money without knowing, are we going to have the labor, are we going to have the processing capacity or the markets to be able to sell our goods afterwards. So they're scaling back production. This has long-term food security implications, and uh, which is why we need the government to address the urgency of the situation and make the investment now rather than later, identifying the gaps and, and whatnot. It's going to be too late for a lot of our sectors. 
Talk about the government's position on uh, using existing business risk management programs uh, like AgriStability before rolling out uh, additional funds. Yeah, I mean, those programs are, uh, you know, have been in place, and we've been telling the government for a number of years that they, they, they don't work. Uh, they're broken. They've been cut back to the point uh, where they're simply not meaningful, not impactful. They're not uh, timely enough. So we'll certainly use those programs if they're brought back up to their historical levels and the government signals that we've got your back, that we understand that we need to make this investment in, uh, uh, in our uh, agri-food system. That was Chris Vanden Heuvel, second vice president of the Canadian Federation of Agriculture. A look at what's happening in the markets this afternoon is coming up. Good afternoon, I'm Corey Knute. The federal government announced $252 million in funding yesterday for the ag sector to help deal with the impacts of COVID-19. $125 million is designated under the Agra Recovery Program with up to $50 million designated for a set-aside program for the cattle sector and up to $50 million for the pork sector. Agriculture Minister Marie-Claude Bibo. We will um, continue to work with the provinces because they are responsible for the, administrations of the, the administration of the program. But I can assure you I'm uh, having conversation at least once a week with them. And they are all very committed to, uh, to have the money flow for the farmers very quickly. Bebo says the other $25 million is available within the budget and available as needed, but notes if more is needed, they will be asking for more. The Canadian Federation of Agriculture says yesterday's announcement falls short in addressing the needs of the agri-food industry, noting the amount is not enough on its own to avert negative impacts to the Canadian food supply in the coming months. CFA worries that the government's position on using existing business risk management programs, such as agri-stability, before rolling out additional funds will result in support arriving too late to make a substantial and positive impact on domestic food security. Last week, on behalf of the agri-food sector, CFA outlined an agri-food emergency fund to maintain food security for Canada. The $2.6 billion ask was submitted to government to address critical acute challenges facing a wide range of agricultural commodities from across the country. Some spring showers hit a number of areas across the prairies this week. The rain was a welcome sight for producers, but more will be needed. There's still some harvesting activities continuing while seeding operations are also starting to get underway. Neil Townsend is a market analyst with FarmLink Marketing Solutions and gives us their acreage projections for Western Canada. Durham acres are going to be up 13% year on year. All wheat is going to be down a little bit, mostly from winter wheat, but we see spring wheat flat. Canola, we see up, you know, just a little bit. Some of the crops that people are moving away from right now are they're moving away from flax, uh, moving away from peas and into lentils. The Statistics Canada Seeding Intentions Report will be released tomorrow. And the 2020 Manitoba Open Farm Day has been cancelled this year due to COVID-19. The event was originally scheduled to take place in September. Organizers say they're considering options for 2021. That was a look at today's farm news. I'm Corey Canute. Good afternoon and welcome to the Prairie Eggwire for Wednesday, May 6th. I'm Corey Canute. Coming up today, we'll hear from Federal Agriculture Minister Marie-Claude Bebo on yesterday's funding announcement in regards to COVID-19 relief for farmers. 
Federal Ag Minister Marie-Claude Bebo addressed the media yesterday to talk about the government's new agriculture support plan. In doing so, she said the most urgent challenges they're addressing relate to the impacts on farmers, the reduction in food processing capacity, as well as the closure of many restaurants and food services. It's important to recall that the business risk management programs bring about $1.6 billion each year to support farmers facing different types of challenges. Agri-stability covers revenue losses such as the decline in hog prices. All farmers are strongly encouraged to enroll in the program, for which the application deadline has been extended until July 3rd. So where the provinces have enacted the changes, producers can now access 75% of their expected benefit up from 50%. And to help them estimate the level of support they can get from this program, a calculator is now online. Agri-recovery covers extraordinary costs faced by producers due to disaster. A province or territory must, uh, must normally make a request to the federal government for the program to be activated. And the eligible costs are then shared 60% by the federal government and 40% by the provincial government. It normally covers up to 70% of eligible expenses. We are now making it up to 90%. Due to unprecedented crisis and the meat processing backlog caused by temporary closures or slowdowns of plants, the federal government will make available its 60% contribution in all provinces or territories, whether the province contribute its share or not. And two of our main announcements today fall under this agri-recovery program. First, up to $50 million will serve as a set-aside program to help cattle producers cover the extra costs of keeping their animals on the farm while they wait longer to be processed. And up to another $50 million will be allocated to help pork producers cover costs of managing their herd. Agri-insurance covers the risks associated with adverse weather or crop conditions. Given the current situation, we are asking provinces and territories to include labor shortages as eligible risks under the program. Uh, Agri-Invest also um, it is also available for, for producers. Our food processors are vital to our food supply and our economy and jobs. Across Canada, meat processing plants have slowed down production or temporarily closed as a result of the impact of COVID-19. Other food processors are facing the same challenges. Other food processors, and, and, and that's why today, we are also announcing a new investment of $77.5 million in support of food processing. This funding will ensure we can expand our capacity for Canadian-made products by adapting, modernizing, and reopening plants that have closed or are operating under capacity. The funds will also help food processors to implement measures to protect the safety of their workers so they can continue production during the COVID crisis. This program will be retroactive to March 21st, 25th. Our investments today are also addressing increasing surplus production of food across Canada. Farmers, such as potato and poultry and mushroom producers, are facing higher surpluses due to the closure of restaurants and the hospitality industry. Therefore, we will invest $50 million in a first-of-its-kind food surplus purchase program to help with the purchase and distribution of surplus foods to organizations such as food banks who serve the most vulnerable in our communities. To help manage the surplus of dairy products, we are proposing to increase the borrowing capacity of the Canadian Dairy Commission by $200 million. 
This additional support would allow the CDC to increase its purchases of dairy products, such as butter and cheese, to help producers to avoid dumping their milk. The government will work with opposition parties to achieve the required legislative change. These measures we are announcing today build on the other initiatives we have put in place to help our farmers manage the impact of COVID-19. These include $50 million to ensure farmers can safely welcome temporary foreign workers and observe strict safety protocols, $20 million to bolster our Canadian food inspection services, $100 million to food banks, and $25 million through Nutrition North to ensure food security for Canada's most vulnerable, $5 billion in new lending capacity for Farm Credit Canada, which has already resulted in over $3 billion in deferred loans for thousands of producers. And finally, $173 million in deferred loans under the Advanced Payment Program. I care deeply about the well-being of our farmers and food production workers and understand how stressful this period is for them. Their safety is paramount, and as we move towards restarting parts of the economy, we must ensure proper measures are in place to continue to protect our workers. We're grateful to their hard work to ensure we continue to have food on our family tables. They are providing our communities and our country and essential services during this critical time. That was Federal Ag Minister Marie-Claude Bebo addressing the media yesterday. That's it for the Prairie Ag Wire for today. If you have any questions or opinions to share, send them to us by email to thefarmdesk at goldenwestradio.com. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. I'm Corey Canute. The Prairie Ag Wire will return tomorrow on the Golden West Farm Network. Time now for a look at the farm calendar. The Livestock Markets Association of Canada annual convention has been postponed. The Animal Nutrition Conference of Canada also postponed. Cropsapalooza 2020, scheduled for July in Carberry, has been cancelled. This year's Manitoba Summer Fair in Brandon has been cancelled. The Red River Exhibition has been cancelled. In addition to the 66th Manitoba Threshermen's Reunion and Stampede, also cancelled. Continuing with the Manitoba Farm Journal here on this Wednesday afternoon. Farmers are gearing up for spring seeding. Earlier this week, I caught up with Dennis Thiessen, who farms near Steinbach. We're shipping last year's stuff yet, and and uh, we're basically ready to go, but we're waiting for warmer weather and drier fields. Were you able to get um, all of last year's crop off the field? Yes. How, how are field conditions? Are uh, things still pretty wet in that area? We're quite wet here, and, it, and it's cold, too. It's just not drying very quickly. Any field work uh, being done? Uh, has anyone uh, been out yet? There are a few guys uh, cultivating tracks, and there's been some burning going on. But uh, other than that, there's very little action. The odd farmer has done something. but As far as uh, fertilizer and stuff like that, uh, will a lot of that need to get done here this spring? Uh, yeah. Yep. Well, I think in this area, pretty much everything. Because we couldn't access our fields after beginning of October or or September already, it was so wet. What crops are you growing this year? Corn and wheat and uh, canola and soybeans. Any big changes from, from previous years, or, or um, do, you, do you sort of have a certain uh, rotation you stick to? We basically stick to a rotation. Might uh, cut back corn a little bit. That was Steinbach area farmer Dennis Thiessen. Reporter Barry Lamb spoke with Scott Perkin, who farms near Elgin. We're pretty much in that hurry-up-and-wait uh, mode right now. Uh, equipment's ready to go, and obviously we're waiting on the land, uh, as, as everybody is. And 
the eastern side of the prairies um it's it's cold it's uh it's wet and the frost hasn't let go um for the most part uh, but things have started changing in the last four or five days. Uh, we've seen some of the water holes get smaller. Uh, we've seen some of the, the runways stop flowing uh, water, too. So I think we're getting closer, um, but uh, patience is a virtue here these days. Been a few periodic showers. Does that help to bring that frost out? Hoping so. Um, uh, we really don't know the, the true reason why we're so slow. The frost so late below average temperatures and lack of sunshine haven't helped but uh, maybe that moisture uh, is going to help bring some of the frost out we need some warmer nighttime temperatures and and some more sun during the day too so when does time become a bit of a concern here we're just early may but you know a lot of a lot of producers have a lot of acres out there yeah and as long as you've got enough uh, seeding power or equipment to get the job done in, in a timely manner and put the long hours too concerned yet uh, we often got going in late April or early May, but that crop is really slow to come out of the ground, uh, depending on what it is. So uh, we've seen lots of crop go in May uh, that actually pops out of the ground and going just as fast uh, and catches up to that early crops. We're, we're not in panic mode yet by any means. I think we see uh, some, some drills rolling and planters rolling here by the, the 10th to 12th of May. We're in really good shape again we do i think everybody just is concerned about what mother nature holds you know a week down the road two weeks down the road and everybody wants to get going as early as they can because they know there's going to be delays during seeding that was elgin area farmer scott perkins speaking with reporter barry lamb another look at what's happening in the markets heading into the close is coming up in just a moment Time now for another look at today's farm news. The federal government announced $252 million for the ag sector yesterday, including $77.5 million for the food processing industry. Agriculture Minister Marie-Claude Bebo notes more discussion is needed with the sector and the provinces to finalize the application criteria for the funding. The idea is to increase our uh, processing capacity in Canada. So this is really the idea, uh, while also protecting better our, our workers, considering the, the particular the, the, the situation we are facing now. She notes $125 million is also being made available under the Agra Recovery Program, with up to $50 million for a set-aside program for cattle producers, and another $50 million for the pork sector. The other $25 million has been budgeted and is also available if needed. The Manitoba Agricultural Hall of Fame has postponed this year's induction ceremony. Here's Executive Director Garth Rogerson. Very unfortunate with the current health situation, though. We felt that it was in the best interest of the inductees and the organization that we um, postpone until 2021. You know, we really want to have the opportunity to recognize these individuals in the best way possible, and that just wasn't possible this year. So we'll push these uh, the inductees that had already been selected, we'll push them till 2021, and then we'll uh, recognize them appropriately at that time. Manitoba Agriculture has released its first crop report of the season. Completing harvest from the 2019 crop remains a priority for many farmers, particularly in the southwest. Seeding has begun in all regions, including field peas, spring wheat, and corn. Despite lower than normal overwinter precipitation and normal to below normal spring runoff, soils remain wet to saturated. Some cattle are being moved onto pasture, but many remain in yards where feed supplies are running low. 
As we mentioned, spring seeding is underway across the prairies. Market analyst Neil Townsend says he expects to see an increase in Western Canadian Durham acres, while overall wheat acreage will be down mostly due to winter wheat. South of the border with the massive U.S. government support, Townsend feels producers will stay the course when it comes to acreage. The takeaway is that the U.S. farmer is going to be doing exactly what the U.S. farmer likes to do, and that's plant corn, plant soybeans, and continue to grow, you know, those kind of productions and and really not take his foot off the pedal. Stats Canada will officially release its seeding intentions report tomorrow. I'll be back after this to wrap up today's program. We've come to the end of another Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Canute. If you have any questions or comments, you can reach us by email, thefarmdesk at goldenwestradio.com. Today's closing numbers with more in-depth commentary on what's happening in the markets is coming up at 10 to 2 on the Markets Farm Program. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. Hope you can join us back here tomorrow starting at 12 noon.